Welcome to the podcast of Church on the Rock in New Albany, Indiana. We believe the message you're about to hear will encourage you today. So if you have your Bibles, let's turn to Hebrews 10 and verse 35. I really feel like I have a message today for everyone in this place to encourage you in your faith. If you're ready to receive it this morning. I feel like God gave me this message this past week during the meetings. And uh, so I I, want to encourage you this morning in your faith. Hebrews 10 and verse 35, we'll start here. Therefore, do not cast away your confidence. Now, now what did we talk about last week? Your confidence is your faith. It's your faith. Don't cast away your confidence, which has great reward. Verse 36. For you have need of endurance so that after you have done the will of God you may receive the promise for yet a little while he who is coming will come and he will not tarry now the just shall live by faith but if anyone draws back my soul has no pleasure in him but we are not of those who draw back to perdition but of those who believe to the saving of the soul So today I want to talk about endurance to win. Endurance to win. During these uh, meetings this past week, I felt like when I was sitting here one morning, and this is usually the way that God talks to me about stuff, the verse came to me, you have need of endurance. And I was like, okay. I guess I do. You have need of endurance. And I'm like, I know that's in the Bible somewhere. And I'm pretty sure it's in Hebrews. But I need to look it up. And I felt like as soon as I heard that word, I felt like God was like, you need to preach on that on Sunday. Because it's not just for you. It's for the entire church. You have need of endurance. And I know so far the word endurance, you're like... I don't know if I can get excited about that yet. Trust me, you will by the end of this service. You have need of endurance. So I I was like, I know that's in the Bible. Let me look it up. So I read over and I turned to my Bible later that day and I found it. It's in Hebrews 10, 35 and 36. And I read the passage and I was like, yeah, that's it. That's what I need to preach on this morning. You have need of endurance. Now, here's the definition of endurance. The ability or strength to continue or last, especially despite fatigue, stress, or adverse conditions. Once again, the the definition of endurance, and God says, you have need of endurance. The ability or strength to continue or last especially despite fatigue, stress, or adverse conditions. Has anyone felt fatigue, stress, or adverse conditions? Not just recently, but in the past few years, have you felt some stress, fatigue, or adverse conditions? You have need of endurance. Now, as we get into this message Don't say this message isn't for you because I know God told me earlier this week, it is for you. It's for me, but it's also for all of you in here. And maybe people that aren't here today, you need to send them this podcast. 
because this is for our church family. You have need of endurance to fulfill God's plan for your life. Not just my plan. You have a plan too. Everyone in here, God has a plan for your life. He has a will for your life. He has a path for your life. It's not just the pastor. But to fulfill that plan and get to the finish line of what God has for us at the end of your life, you cross the finish line, you do everything God's called you to do, you fulfill the will of God for your life, you fulfill the purpose for your life, and you finish that, it's going to take endurance. Endurance. You have need of endurance. Now, all of us in here, if I gathered you up and questioned you and said, do you want to fulfill God's plan for your life? You say, yeah. Do you, do you want to finish everything God has for you? Yeah, I do. Do you, do you want to be a part of God's plan? Yes. Do you want to live out your life and do everything God has for you? And everybody would say, yeah. You have need of endurance. Now, that's not the answer you want, but that's the answer you need today. You have need of endurance. Now, we celebrated dad 50 years in ministry on Friday night. Do you know what 50 years in ministry means? Endurance. Because those 50 years of ministry were not all fun days or fun years. There were some challenges. There was some stress. There was some fatigue. There were some adverse conditions. 50 years of ministry means 50 years of endurance. You don't just get there by accident. But that message is not just for dad or a pastor. It's for all of us in here because God has a plan for your life. And he has a purpose for you to fulfill that no one else can do but you. You have need of endurance. But this life that we live on the earth is not a sprint. It's not a sprint. It's a marathon. Now, if you know anything about running, you cannot run a marathon like you run a sprint. Because you're going to run out of gas. You're going to run out of energy. Now, it's great when we have camps and conferences and you have a really good service at church and you're like, man, I am pumped after that service. Woo! That's sprint. God gave you, you're just sprinting a little bit. But to do what God has called you to do, you're going to have to have some marathon endurance. After the camp feelings are gone, you're going to have to have need of endurance. After the, the great service where you took a lap and you got prayed for in the prayer line and you fell out and you got healed and delivered. After that, you're going to have need of endurance. Why? Because this race we run for God, with God, to fulfill his call in our life is not a sprint, it's a marathon. Now, you all know that because you know people that got excited about their faith and two months later, you don't know what happened to them. You know people that used to be involved in church and, and giving and serving and, man, they loved God 10 years ago and they don't even go to church now. What happened? You have need of endurance. It's not a sprint. It's a marathon. That's why you have to run it like a marathon. This life we live for God is a marathon. We have to live 
knowing that, that I'm in this for the long haul. It's not just a 40-yard dash. It's a marathon. And you need to know why you're running because you will run it differently knowing that I'm not just trying to have a few good years of serving God and then go off and backslide for a few years and then come back to church and then, then kind of just draw back again and then, then I have a couple other good years and I get committed for 10 years because I started having kids and I got back in church. Y'all want to play today? Y'all want to respond? Because Don't leave me here by myself today. No, knowing that this thing is a marathon, and if I'm going to fulfill everything God has for me, i got to run this life like a marathon, not a sprint. Now, I'm at 36 right now, 36. I'm on lap 36. But i got a lot more laps to go. So I can't, I can't just get excited about my life and say, like, man, God, I've been doing this a long time, 36 years. i got a lot more laps to go. I got more laps to go than I've already run in the future. So I have to live knowing I want to finish well. Come on now, somebody. You got to help me today. You got to help me today. I got to finish well, but you need to finish well too. You need to finish what God has for you. And I don't care how old you are today, whether you're 15, 55, or 95, you need this message and God wants you to finish well. He doesn't want you to break down halfway through the race and, and, and be left behind. No, he doesn't want you to go 75% and then get out of the race. He wants you to run the race that God has for you to the end, to win, to accomplish what God has for you, and do what he's called you to do and run it to end this race well. He wants you to finish it well. And you need to think about that no matter what age you are. We all need to finish this thing well. How do we finish this thing well? We have need of endurance. 36 is awful young to be thinking about the end. No, you got to. Or you won't make it. Because it's not a sprint. It's a marathon. Trust me, I know. I've been in church my whole life. And there's been many, many people already close friends at a young age already given up already tapped out i'm like dude you barely even got this race started why because they didn't realize this thing's a marathon baby it's not a sprint you have need of endurance you have need of endurance now now let me i'm laying the foundation for where we're going today stay with me now once again what is endurance the word endurance it's the ability or strength, and I would say that God gives you, to continue or last, especially despite fatigue, stress, or adverse conditions. All of us, our goal in here should be to run, to win, run, to finish well what God has for us. With a sense of urgency, no matter what age you are in here, that I need to be doing what God has called me to do. I cannot waste another week. I cannot waste another year. I can't waste another five years or ten years and get back on track. No, I need to run to win. Are you with me today? Look at what the Apostle Paul said in 1 Corinthians 9, 24 through 27. 
Do you not know that those who run in a race all run, but one receives the prize? Run in such a way that you may obtain it. And everyone who competes for the prize is temperate in all things. Now they do it to obtain a perishable crown, but we for an imperishable crown. Therefore, I run thus not with uncertainty. Not with uncertainty, like, I don't know what I'm doing here, man. So many Christians doing that. No, get focused. You got something to do. You got to call on your life. You got to plan for your life. Stop running like you don't know what you're doing in life. You do know God has spoken to you. You got to run to win, but you need endurance. Therefore, I run thus, not with inserting, thus I fight, not as one who beats the air. Verse 27, but I discipline my body and bring it into subjection. Least when I have preached to others, I myself should be disqualified. Let's bring up verse 24 again, if we could. 1 Corinthians 9, 24. Do you not know that all those who run in a race all run, but one receives the prize? Hear me, church. Run in such a way that you may obtain it. Other translations say run to win. Run to finish. Run to obtain it. Run, run to win the prize. Why? Because it's worth it. A life lived for God is the only one worth living. Run to win. That means there could be Christians that are running, but they're not going to win. Like when they get to heaven, God's going to say, instead of well done, good and faithful servant, he's going to say, well, like, like I, um, I told you to do this. You didn't do that. I told you to be a part of your church family. You didn't do that. I told you to be a part of life groups. You didn't do that. I told you to give into the kingdom of God with your money. You didn't do that. I told you to, to reach out to your neighbor and witness to them. You didn't do that. I told you to change that habit. You didn't do that. And he'll be like, you ran, but you didn't win. You didn't obtain the prize. You didn't fulfill what I had for you. That's why he says, the apostle Paul said, I run this race. And we all have a race we're running. And like I said, it's not a sprint. It's a marathon. I run to win. I run to obtain the prize. I run to finish what God has for me. But he has something for you. Not just me. Look at what it says in the message translation of these verses. You've all been to the stadium and seen the athletes race. Everyone runs, one wins, run to win. All good athletes train hard. They do it for a gold medal that tarnishes and fades. You're after one that's gold eternally. Run to win. But to run to win... What do you got to have? What do you got to have? Endurance. Endurance. You have need of endurance. Now, I don't know if you noticed since 2020, there is, and you can feel it, there's a spirit of quitting in the world today. There's a spirit of giving up in the world we're living in today. 
not just in the church, but in the world. Yeah. Right. We, we've seen this over the past three years, and they call it the great resignation. Millions and millions of people quit their jobs. They just gave up. In the past three years, we've seen, because there's just an atmosphere of quitting in this world today, of giving up. There's no endurance. People since 2020, people that would have never thought about quitting their jobs, quit their jobs. They've quit marriages. They've quit parenting. They've quit coming to church. They've quit their life. They've quit dreaming. They've, they've quit being a person of faith. They quit trying to, to move with what God has for them. They've given up. And in the church world, we've seen the same thing since 2020. And because we were forced to not come to church for a season, people have quit church. Now, the statistics, that's not true for our church, but a lot of churches, 40 to 50%, sometimes 60% of churches, they never came back after COVID. Why? Because there's a spirit of quitting in this world today. And it's not from God. You have need of endurance. If COVID could make you quit church, you have need of endurance. Just because you got out of the habits of going to church, you have need of endurance. Many people have quit community in the past three years. Many believers have quit giving to their local church because they're in fear because of the economy and to the world around them. They've quit. They've given up because there's a spirit of quitting. They've quit helping their church and being involved in it. And there's people that have even in the past three years especially have departed even the faith. They've deconstructed their faith. They've left churches because of church hurt. So they think they had church hurt or church abuse. Some is legitimate, but a lot is they have need of endurance. And they found a good way. Hey, this is a good opportunity to bail right now. And even if they haven't done that in a public way and said, I'm out and I wrote a blog about you, many people have quietly quit their church. Y'all want to play? Okay. <clears throat> quietly quit their relationship with God. Quietly quit be, being all in and what God has for them in the past three years. Many people, even in this church. And, and you love God. I don't doubt that. And you even love your church to a level, but you quit. Inwardly. You quit. People have done that in their, their jobs outside of church. It's called quiet quitting. A lot of people do that. They're still at the same job, doing the same things, but they give, have given up a long time ago. They're just there for a paycheck. But people do that in the church. Some of you guys still come to church, but you quit a long time ago. You quit giving. You quit helping. You quit trying to be a part of community. You quit believing God. You quit being a person of faith. You're still here, but you're not really here. But you haven't just quit the church. You quit trying to be all in with what God has for your life. You quit trying to run your race and finish what God has for you. You quit trying to fulfill the purpose and plan that God has for your life. You're not running to win. You're just running. Are you here today? 
I love every one of you in here, but I have to speak what God has spoken to me this past week. Hopefully it's challenging you. But your life does not have to be that way. Your life can change today. And I really feel this strongly. Today is a day of rededication, recommitment for a lot of you in here. Because maybe you've quietly quit your church, the plan of God for your life, and many other things. But God wants you to get back in the race today. Get back in faith today. Get moving with what he has for you, but you're going to have need of endurance. You know, when we quit and give up, it's just showing us, and this is not to put yourself down, but you're like, maybe I don't have the endurance I really needed to have if we give up that easily. We have need of endurance. Endurance, once again, is the ability or strength to continue or last, especially despite fatigue, stress, or adverse conditions. So, everybody take a deep breath. Okay, everybody, I, I know I brought you down for a second, but I'm about to bring you up. Hey, we got to talk about the problem before we talk about the solution, right? I'm just saying. We got to. And I've been there right where everyone else is at with what I'm saying today. I felt that. We're going to turn back to the book of Hebrews. But let me give you a little context of the book of Hebrews where he wrote, you have need of endurance. You got to understand about the book of Hebrews is this. Hebrews was written to a church at Rome under the Roman Empire under extreme persecution under extreme pressure both from the government and from religion so the book of hebrews is written to a group of people under extreme persecution and that's why the writer says you have need of endurance because a lot of these people are about to give up and you have a church lest you think that your life is so persecuted and you're so hurt living in the united states of america they have persecution from the Roman government, and the Roman government and the Caesar of that time was killing Christians. He was burning Christians at the stake. He was throwing Christians into a, into a pit with lions and, and gladiators to be killed publicly for, for a show. He was killing Christians, martyring Christians left and right. So they were living in a government where they had no rights, they had no say, and this Hebrew church was feeling extreme persecution from the government to give up their faith, to go back, to stop doing what they're doing, but also religiously, because a lot of these people were Hebrew people, they came from the Jewish faith, the religious people hated them as well. Because they felt like they had turned their back on the Jewish faith because they decided to follow Jesus. And they were a part of his church. And so the writer of Hebrews writes these verses about endurance to a church that's under extreme persecution and pressure from the government and from the religious people around them. And they're all feeling the pressure to give up to go back, to quit, to give up what God has for them. You with me? That's the context of Hebrews 10. 
So maybe it's some of the same things you've felt in the past several years. But the writer of Hebrews says in Hebrews 10.35, Therefore do not cast away your confidence, which has great reward. Let's, let's stop there and just look at this verse for a second. Therefore do not cast away your confidence. Don't cast away your faith, which has great reward. Now I want to tell you, church family, I still believe in the power of faith. I still believe in the confidence that we have that when we believe God, there's still great reward. That when we step out in faith, maybe, now maybe you, you, you put yourself out there and you feel like, man, I got my hopes up a few times and I feel like God didn't really come through for me and, and I don't fully understand why. Okay, we've all been there. We've all been there. But it's still true. God's word is still true. Don't cast away your confidence right now. Just because you feel a little pressure, just because you feel some circumstances against you, don't cast away your confidence. Why? Because it has great reward. And I want to tell you something about your pastor today. I've never been more confident in my life about what God can do. Now, maybe you don't feel that way, but just jump onto my faith today, and, and I'll believe for you. But I'm saying, I have realized at 36 years old that God is faithful, and God is true, and we can have confidence in Him. And it's not that my life has always been easy, but I know there is a great reward when we put our faith in God. I know that. And it's not just preacher talk. It's not to just get people excited. There is great confidence we can have because there's a great reward to our faith. Now, why am I saying that? Because some of y'all, even though you're in a faith church, don't have much confidence in God anymore. And I love you, but you don't. Because why? You let life circumstances and stress and adverse conditions tell you what you're going to believe about God. And they will always not tell you the truth. We can have confidence in God. Why? Because there is a great reward. Now, the writer of Hebrews is saying this to the Hebrew church because they're feeling like, man, I'm out. I don't got much confidence anymore. I'm about to give up because there's so much persecution. But he says, no, don't do that. You can be confident. Why? Because there is a great reward. Verse 36. Let's read it here. For you have need of endurance. So that after you have done the will of God, you may receive the promise. You have need of endurance. You have need of endurance. Look at what it says in the Amplified Bible. For you have need of steadfast patience and endurance so that you may perform and fully accomplish the will of God. Thus receive and carry away and enjoy to the full what is promised. Look what it says in the Message Bible. I love this. Now, once again, what's the context? He's talking to a very persecuted, stressed out church in Rome. Notice what he says. Because, I mean, these people were getting beat for their faith and killed for their faith. And there was extreme pressure. What does he say? Remember those early days after you first saw the light. Those were the hard times. Kicked around in public. Targets of every kind of abuse. Some days it was you. Other days it was your friends. If some friends went to prison, you stuck by them. If the enemies broke in and seized your goods, you let them go with. A smile. Knowing they couldn't touch the real treasure. 
Now, now look at this. This is so good. Nothing they did bothered you. Nothing set you back. So don't throw it all away now. You hear me, church? I know you've been through some stuff, but we're here for a reason. Don't throw it all away now. We're right on the best days of our life as a church. Don't throw it all away now. You were sure of yourselves then. It's still a sure thing. But you need to stick it out. Stay with God's plan so you'll be there for the promise completion. Come on now, somebody. That's a good verse. You have need of endurance. Now he's talking to a church that's under some for real hurt and pain and persecution. He's saying, no, man, you got it this far. Don't throw it away now. You're right on the best days of your life. The greatest days of harvest, the greatest days of results, the greatest days of your family, the greatest days of your marriage, the greatest days of your church are right here. But don't give up right now because the promise is so close. You have need of endurance. Come on, am I helping you today? I'm trying to encourage you. And I know God spoke this to me today. He said, share this to church on Sunday morning. You need to sh- There's many people in here, they need this, this message. You have need of endurance. So, if we're going to talk about endurance, and we need that to win and finish the race that God has for us, I want to give you a few things today before we close on how do you get endurance and maintain endurance to finish the call of God on your life? If, if the writer of Hebrews says you have need of endurance to get to the promise that God has for you, then, then how do we cultivate that endurance? How do we get that endurance? Well, I'm going to take you here first. Now, I like following and listening to endurance athletes. There's a guy specifically I follow and watch on YouTube named Nick Bear. He has a company of supplements called Bear Performance Nutrition. And so I like watching YouTube videos or podcasts about endurance athletes. I'm talking about people that run like 100 miles for a race. Or there, there's a race in the desert in uh, the southwest that they, I believe they run through Death Valley or one of those places, it's 220 miles in like 120 degree heat. I like watching and listening to athletes who are endurance athletes that, that run a great 100 mile, 200 mile, or, or they do, you know, Ironman where they, where they swim you know, a a great distance and they bike like a hundred miles and then they run 30 miles. I like listening to people like that, not because I'm doing any of that in my life, (laughs) but I like understanding how they do it because it's possible to do it, but you got to know how to do it. There's some steps that you have to take to get endurance. There's some things you got to do to cultivate endurance like you you don't just start out running 100 miles or 200 miles you don't start out doing an iron man or you would die but it's not that you can't do it it's you have to do something to get endurance because any of us now you you guys are gonna say no i couldn't no 
any of us in here could do those, but it would take time to produce endurance. Some training, some discipline, some mindset. But all of us could do it if we really wanted to do it, but we would have to have endurance. You with me? Okay, so I like following guys like that, and I like listening to their podcasts. I like watching their YouTube videos on how they train, how they work out, all that. And I try to do it, but I'm not on their level, of course. But I like that because I want to be healthy, and I want to push my body, and I want to do things like that in the future. So I'm training at Charlestown State Park. That's my training. Okay, guys? That's what I'm doing, me and the squirrels out there. I got my backpack on. We're doing it. Why am I bringing that up? Because we can learn things from them that apply to us spiritually. Because they don't just accidentally run 100 miles or finish an Ironman. If they're endurance athletes, they have to do a lot of stuff to win the race. But they first have to strengthen themselves to the place that they have endurance to do it. You with me? You have need of endurance. If we're going to finish what God has for us and run our race and not get sidelined at mile 20 or mile 36 or mile 52, we're going to have to have endurance. So some of the principles that I'm about to tell you apply both in the natural and the spiritual. Because really, the things that they do in the natural, there are spiritual principles that we can learn about endurance. Are you with me? Okay. Let me take it a few steps further. You have need of endurance. The first thing is, when you are running a race, especially a long-distance race, because why this life with God is not a sprint, it's a marathon. You have to remember your why. When you're running the race that God has for you, you have to remember your why. Now, I'm going to be real honest with you in here. A lot of you have given up because you forgot your why. You forgot why you even come to church. You're still here. But you don't remember. That's why you're giving up. That's why you're quitting. Because you forgot your why. Many of you don't remember why you started in your faith. You got to remember your why. Many of you don't have the end in mind about finishing what God has for you and, and going across the finish line and hearing God say, well done, good and faithful servant. You don't have that in mind, so you don't have a why. And if you don't have a why in a race, especially a long distance race, guess what? You will give up. You will. It might not be on mile seven, but it will be on mile 22. It might not be on mile 36, but it will be on mile 48 if you don't remember your why now stay with me here 
in the natural, in a natural race, they will tell you this. In a long distance race, and this is what this spiritual life we have is, this life of faith is. It's a, it's a long race. It's a marathon. But they will tell you in the natural race, there will be a time, and they tell you ahead of time, why? So you don't give up. And they will say this. Are you ready for it? They're going to they're gonna tell you, a good trainer would tell you if you're, you're going to do an endurance race. They will say this. There's going to be a part of this race where you're going to hit a wall. And when you hit that wall, you're going to feel like you cannot run any further. There's going to be a part of this race that you're going to want to give up, that you're going to want to get off the track, that you're going to want to go eat a hot dog, that you're going to want to go get your Gatorade, that you're going to want to stop the race. They tell the racers that ahead of time. Why? Because they know sometime in this race, if you don't remember your why, you will hit a wall. And if you don't know why you're doing what you're doing, you will quit. But it's the same way spiritually in this place today in your life of faith. Some of you don't remember your why. So when you hit a wall of adversity or stress or persecution or adverse conditions, you tap out and say, I can't do it. I quit. I give up. Why? Because you forgot your why. So let me tell you this morning as your pastor to forewarn you in your life of faith with God, you will hit walls in your run with God, but they're not from God. That will tell you to stop, to give up, to get out of the, the track, to give up your faith, to give up on church community, to back away from believing God. There will be walls. I'm telling you as your pastor, I'm not prophesying that over you, but it will happen. And it's because the enemy wants to put that there for you to give up and stop. So they tell runners, know ahead of time, this will happen. And if you're not ready for it mentally, you will give up. You will. So if you know this ahead of time, you can pre-decide your why. Because you're you're, you're, you already know what's going to happen. You have already established why you're doing what you're doing. Why you're running this race. Why you want to finish. Why you're doing what God's called you to do. Why you're pursuing the plan of God for your life. You have already pre-decided that. So when you hit the wall, you keep running. Because you know what this is. I am preaching in this Methodist church this morning. Come on, you got to help me today. You got to remember your why. You got to. They, they tell athletes, and this is true, when you hit that wall physically, actually your body could do about 50% more still. It's all mental. Because people that press past that, they always finish the race. And usually there's about 50% left to go. But their body told them, no, you got to stop now. You can't do anymore. So, so what was true? It was all mental. No, you could do more. You can finish the race, but you got to know your why. You got to be mentally strong enough to go through pressure, church family. You got to be mentally strong enough to go through some adverse circumstances. You got to be mentally strong enough to go through some church hurt and keep on moving because your, your trust is not in the church. It's in Jesus Christ. You got to keep on moving when, when people betray you. You got to keep on moving when people leave the church. You got to pe- keep on moving when someone you love died and you thought you were in faith. You got to keep on moving. Why? Because you know there's going to be a wall that hits you sometime. And you got to pre-decide your why. I'm going to keep running. Why? Because I'm going to finish the race. 
I'm going to do what God's called me to do. And I've already decided my why, so I'm not giving up. And all the circumstances will tell you, you got to stop. But what do they say? Even in the natural, your body can do 50% more. But your body's saying, no, we can't. No, we can't. That's what the enemy does to you. Spiritually. No, you ain't got nothing left in the tank. And the best days of your life are behind you. Your church really doesn't need you. They don't even miss you anymore. Lies. Some of you, the enemies told you that kind of nonsense. No, we do. Just give up now. It's not that big a deal. It is. Gotta remember your why. You have need of endurance. How do you get endurance? You gotta remember your why. That will help you run long and strong and finish what God has for you. Get your why back today, church family. Get your why back. Predecide your why. Predecide what you're going to respond to when life throws you circumstances. When we're running this race for God, we need to understand why we're doing what we're doing. We got to remember our why. What about things like this that you love Jesus? Does that still matter to anybody in here? Seriously. Some of us go through the motions all day and you're like, let's get back to our first love and the reason why we're doing this in the first place. Do we still love Jesus? If that's all we got, that's more than enough to keep on doing what I'm doing, to keep on moving with the plan of God, to keep on finishing what God has called for me to do, to keep on being a part of my local church. If Jesus says he builds his church, then I should be building it too. And if I'm just doing it for him, I should be doing it. I should be. And if we're not, we've somewhere forgot our why. We're doing it why? Because we love Jesus. How about because Jesus changed my life and he saved me and he healed me and he delivered me. I don't forget that. What about we remember our why? The church is so important because the church is the hope of the world. The church is still a city set on a hill that cannot be hidden. The church is still the salt of the earth and the light of the world. The church is still the solutions to the world's problems. And Jesus said he's building his church. That's why I do what I'm doing because I want to be a part of what he's building. It's not perfect, but it's still his plan on the earth. What about your why with your family? If you give up, how does that affect your family? How does that affect your kids? How does that affect your grandkids? What about the friends in this place and in your community that are depending upon you? If you give up your faith, what will happen to them? You got to remember your why. Do you know Jesus had a why? He did. In this race he had to run on the earth for 33 years, he had a why. That kept him going till he finished the call of God on his life. He had a why. Let's read it here in Hebrews 12 and verse 1 through 3. Therefore we also, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight in the sin which so easily ensnares us. And let us run with endurance. The race that is set before us. Looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the 
joy, that's his why, set before him, endured the cross, despising the shame, and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. For consider him who endured such hostility from sinners against himself, lest you become weary and discouraged in your souls. Jesus had a why. That's why he didn't give up. And it says, for the joy set before Jesus, he endured. He endured. You have need of endurance. He endured the cross, which you've never been to. He endured the beating, which you never experienced. He endured the shame. Why? For the joy set before him. He endured that. That was his why. Now, what was the joy set before him? And I'm about to preach and run around this church today because I'll just encourage myself this morning. He endured the cross. Why? For the joy which was you and you and you and you and you. He endured it so he could get us back to God. He did that, and we were the joy set before him. We were his why. If we were his why, why can't he be our why? For the joy set before him, he endured the cross. That's the why. Jesus had a why. He remembered why he was doing what he was doing. And he finished what God had for him. We should be the same way. To finish what God has for us, we remember our why. You know what my why is? I'll give you a few right now. You want to know them? I'm 36. And... There's been many adverse, stressful conditions in my life that could make me want to give up, stop, quit, whatever. You know why I keep doing what I'm doing every day? And I don't just do this on Sunday. Y'all think I'm on one on, on Sundays? I live this way. Every day. Why? Pastor, why are you so passionate and focused? And this is what you do every day. Because I got a Why? And it's a big why. I do it because I love God. And I don't just love God on Sundays or in a churchy, Christianese, Midwest, Bible Belt way. I love God. And I want to do what he has for my life because I know that's the only life worth living. Here's another why I have, and I think about this every day. Because I got a daughter. Some of you parents and grandparents need a reality check. You're not just doing what you're doing for you. There's people coming behind you that are depending on you not giving up in this race that you have need of endurance. I got a daughter who's 11 and I got three nephews who are like my own sons. And you know what? I'm not giving up. Why? Because of them. I have endurance because of them. That's a why. What about this? Because I love you guys. Like, I really love you guys, like all of you in here. And there's more people that are in our church that aren't even here today. I love those guys too. Why do I do what I do? So I can get a paycheck? Because this is what I do. This is what my parents did, so I'm just taking over the family business. (laughs) No. 
I'm doing what I'm doing because I love you guys. I love you guys. And I don't look at you as church members or whatever that most people, it's a very superficial relationship that most church people have with each other. You know what I look at you guys as? My family. Because you are. Every single one of you in here, whether you're young, middle-aged, or old, you my family. If you need something just like my natural family, you my family, and I love you the same way. And I realize if your pastor gives up, what's that going to do to you? If I'm not passionate about it, how's that going to affect your faith? If I throw in the towel, what's that going to do to you? That's my why. Here's another why. This community, this region. If we don't become the church that we're called to be, how does that affect this region? It'll affect it. That's a why. Because we need to finish God's plan for our lives and for this place. And we got a race to run. But we have need of endurance. So, I got so much more, but I need to quit. Let me give you a few more things and we'll close here. If we're going to have endurance, we're going to have to remember our why. Here's another thing they tell endurance athletes. If you're going to run this race and finish it, you're going to have to lose the weight and hydrate. Y'all didn't know I was a rapper, but I was in my former life. Hey, me and Josh Lowry, we thought about it. We did. We had a plan. It didn't work out. But we had a plan. Endurance athletes, if they're going to finish the race, are you still with me? I know I'm at 55 minutes. You're okay. I'm going to close. You're going to go to Golden Corral. It'll be all right. It's only 1124. They tell all endurance athletes, first of all, you're going to have to lose the weight and hydrate. If you're going to make it in a marathon, you're going to have to lose the weight and hydrate. Let me give you a verse. Romans 12 and verse 1. In the New King James, if we could put it up there. Or, sorry, Hebrews 12 and verse 1. Hebrews 12 and verse 1 in the New King James, if we could get that for us. There we go. Therefore, we also, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which so easily ensnares us and let us, who's us, all of us, run our race with endurance, the race that is set before us. But what does he say? If you're going to run this race, because it's a long race, you're going to have to lay aside the weight. Now, In the natural, they tell runners, you're going to have to lose the weight and you're going to have to hydrate. So let's talk about lose the weight. Now, by lose the weight, I'm not talking about literally losing pounds. I'm talking about they literally tell, and I'm not trying to be vulgar here, but these people got to strip down to like nothing other than like some short shorts (laughs) for these races. Why? Because they realize the more weight they have on their body, the slower they're going to be, the harder it is going to be to run. So usually these endurance athletes, they wear short shorts, very short, 
and, and they wear, you know, just, just a tiny little shirt, and that's about it. Why? Because they want to be as light as possible to finish the race. Because any extra weight is going to hinder how fast they run, and it's going to hinder if they finish the race. Are you with me? But it's the same way spiritually. The writer of Hebrews says, if we're going to run this race that God has with us with endurance, we're going to have to, to lay aside every sin and every weight that holds us back from running. We have need of endurance. Real, real br- briefly, let me talk about that for a second. Lose the weight. Lose the weight. we got to lose the weight first. Lose the weight, we could say, is getting rid of all the stuff holding you back. Some of y'all are giving up because of weights, sins. And maybe you do have a why, but you got to have not just a why, you got to lose the weight if you're going to finish the race that God has for you. Now, with sins, that's pretty obvious. I'm not going to talk about that today. A lot of us avoid the big bad sins. A lot of us. As you know, those sin is sin to God. But for most of us in here, it's just weights holding us back. Holding us back from fulfilling what God has for us. Maybe it's bad habits. Maybe it's wrong attitudes. Maybe it's friendships. Holding us back from what God has for us. And if we're going to run our race with endurance, we have to lose that weight so we can run and finish what God has for us. And and I'm going to ask you this, that you, especially over the next week, if you feel like that you need this endurance I'm talking about, maybe you could ask God, and God will reveal the weights and sins that are holding you back. Because I know there is, for several people in here, there is weights holding you back. And really, to be honest, let me tell you this as your pastor who knows something about church people, I would say the number one weight that most people have that's holding them back is friends. It is. Even in the church. The wrong friends. The wrong people in their life. And sometimes we make excuses for them because you're like, well, they, they, they're Christian. They're kind of funny. They kind of got the same interest, but are they going anywhere in their life? Are they pursuing God? Are they trying to run their race and finish what God has for them? Or are they just existing? Because if you keep that close with them, they're going to hold you back. And you're going to wonder why. Man, I don't feel like I'm running like I should. Because you got to let go of some people that are weights in your life. You do. Most people aren't willing to do that, even in church sometimes. But if we're going to run our race with what God has for us, we're going to have to lose the weight. We're going to have to, to lose these sins and weights that are holding us back. But we're also going to have to hydrate. They tell you in a race, if you don't hydrate, if you don't have electrolytes in your body, you will stop. Your physical body will shut down. There's people that they get such bad cramps because they've not hydrated. They literally have to sit on the side of the road. 
I've seen people in, in some of these Iron Man, their body literally collapses and they can't get back up. Why? Because they didn't hydrate. Because they need things in their system that fills them up and fuels them. And so do we spiritually. Not only do we need to lose the weight, which is to get rid of things holding us back, we need to hydrate, which is doing the things that fill us up and fuel us in this life of faith. Things like God's Word, getting in God's Word every day. You're not going to have endurance if you're not getting in God's Word because that's fuel for your spiritual life. What about connecting with God daily in prayer and worship? We're not going to have endurance unless we're connecting with God. Why? Because it's hydration for our spiritual life. What about coming to church every time the doors are open? I know it's shocking in 2023 to say that, but we still believe that as a church, and so does the Bible, that we should assemble when the doors are open. The Bible says in Hebrews that we should not forsake the assembling of ourselves together. So if we have church Sunday morning, all of us should be here. If we have special meetings in the week, all of us should be here. Why? Because I'm trying to stay hydrated. And I need that. If we have life groups, we need to be there. Why? Because that will hydrate your spiritual life. And if you make excuses why you can't be there, eventually you're going to stop running. This is what you're going to look like. There's so many people in the church world like this cramping up. You know why? Because you're not hydrating. You're not doing just these basic things that are giving you spiritual hydration and health to your spiritual life. Because things like God's word and prayer and worship and being together in the church family and going to life group and, and helping your church and giving your tithe and offering and witnessing to other people and all that stuff it fills your spiritual tank so you have hydration to run the race with endurance nobody is above that actually the more spiritually mature you get the more you will want that you never grow out of that the longer you're with God you should want to be in church more come on I'm preaching I know I got to close but it's so good I got to say this the more you're in, in God, you should want to read your Bible more. You should want to pray more. You should want to worship more. You should crave life groups and community more, not less. If you're wanting it less, that tells me you're depleted spiritually. And you'll be like, Pastor, could you slow down? I can't keep up with the rest of you. I'm giving you things to hydrate you. You just got to take it. I can't make that choice for anyone in here. You have to do that yourself. I can just offer it. I give you the opportunity, but you have to say, okay, pastor gave me the hydration to drink. Chug the electrolytes so you can get running with what God has for us. That's how you have endurance. And lastly, I'm going to have Steve come up and play, so I'll close. Did you guys get anything today? I know I'm passionate, and I don't take it back. Lastly, if we're going to have endurance, it takes endurance. You have need of endurance to win. Remember your why. Lose the weight and hydrate. And don't give up. Don't give up. I feel like God wants to say that to a lot of you in here. Don't give up. Finish the race. Matthew 24, 13 says, He who endures to the end shall be saved. 
shall be saved. I love it when it says in the Message Bible, Matthew 24, 13, staying with it. Remember somebody named Dr. Jacob saying that one time? Staying with it, that's what God requires. Stay with it to the end, and you won't be sorry. You'll be saved. Isn't that good? He who endures to the end shall be saved. Finish the race. Don't give up. Now, why do we give up sometimes? Because we don't see the results as quick as we want to see them. We thought, if man, if I was believing God, this would be easier. Who said that? <laughs> the devil ain't making it easier. No, believing God makes it possible, not easier. But I want to tell you, church family, don't give up. Some of you have felt like giving up. Some of you have already given up. But today is a day to recommit, to reignite, to say I'm getting back in the race. I've been sitting on the sidelines. I'm getting back involved in my church. I'm getting back involved in believing God. I'm getting back involved in the plan that God has for me. I'm recommitting today. I'm refocusing today. And I'm choosing from here on out. I am not giving up. I'm not getting out of this race anymore. But sometimes when we're believing God and and we're moving with God, it takes time to see the seeds we planted turn into a harvest, a blessing. And so many people get discouraged because there's a time frame between when you sow it and when you reap it. I've been there too. But I want to tell you this morning, keep enduring. Keep your confidence. Keep sowing. Keep faith. Keep being committed. Keep being faithful because it's promised and it's true that if we do that there will be a harvest on the other side there will be a finish line that we cross one of these days in the future when we don't give up I love this verse in Galatians Galatians 6 and verse 9 in the New King James if we could pull it up so let's us not grow weary while doing good that's endurance For in due season, we shall reap if we don't lose heart. We shall reap if we don't lose heart or we don't give up. And I know some of you in here, some of you feel that way so strongly. Man, Pastor, I've, I've been giving a long time. I've been praying a long time. I've been serving a long time. I've been committed a long time. Well, good. Keep on doing good. Keep on doing good. Keep on doing those things. For in due season, we shall reap if we don't lose heart. But between the time that you sow and the time you reap, what does it take in the meantime? You need endurance. And when you endure to the end, it says you will be saved. I want to tell you this morning, and I feel this so strongly, and this is not me just trying to get you hyped up today. Our church is on the verge of the greatest days it's ever had. We literally have everything in place for the future of this church. And I want every one of you to be a part of it. We are on the verge of the greatest days of Church on the Rock. We really are. We have the worship team to do it. We have the kids team to do it. We have the live stream cameras to do it. We have the sound team to do it. We have the ushers in security to do it. We have the staff ready to do it. We have the preacher. You best believe. 
ready to do it, ready to go there. And we got all of you in here. We have the foundation laid for the best days of Church on the Rock. It's right now. Don't think, oh, this is far away. No, this is right now, but we're right here. So don't give up. We're right here. Keep sowing. Keep giving. Keep being faithful. Keep being committed. Why? In due season, we will reap if we don't give up. Your confidence has great reward. But we need endurance. Some of you are feeling a little stretched, a little tired, a little this. But you have need of endurance. And God, I feel like through this message, has been putting endurance into your spirit today. Putting some strength back into your spirit today. Putting some confidence back in your spirit today. We are right here, church family. And I'm not just saying that. We are here. We are here. We'll be celebrating 40 years and two more years as a church. We are right here. Let's not throw it away at the last minute. Let's not give it away and give up on the last lap. No, we got many more things to do for God. But it's not just about this church. For a lot of you in here, I feel this strongly. There is breakthroughs and blessings for many of you in here in your family, in your marriages. Nobody's excited about that. Nobody cares about that. Let me say that one more time. I'm not just talking to talk. There's many of you in here, you're right on the, the, the doorstep of, of new breakthroughs and new blessings in your marriage, with your children, prodigals coming home, new job opportunities, new businesses, new things for your children and your future, new things in your mental health, new things in your spiritual life. We're right here. That's why God said this message is is not just for you, it's for everybody. Because we're right here, but only us can keep us out of it. If we give up, we won't receive. If we step out of the race, we won't finish. Let's not grow weary in doing good. For in due season, we will reap if we don't give up. We're here, church family. We're here, church family. We're here, church family. We're here, church family. We are not going to give up. We have endurance. We've endured thus far. We are going to keep enduring to the end, and we will be saved. We're not giving up. We're not giving up. Don't give up on your family. Don't give up on your kids. Don't give up on what God has put those dreams and plans in your heart. No, you're right here. You're right here. But you have need of endurance to see the promise come to pass. Could you stand up today? I preach long and strong. Did you guys get anything today? I got one last verse. And this will excite you in the Message Bible. Hebrews 12 and verse 1. Do you see what this means? This is for all of you in here. Do you see what this means? All these pioneers. That's the people that went before us and are in heaven now. Who blazed the way. All these veterans cheering us on. It means we better get on with it. Come on, look at your neighbor and say, get on with it. It means we better get on with it, strip down and start running and never quit. No extra spiritual fat, no parasitic sins. Keep your eyes on Jesus who both began and finished this race we're in. Study how he did it. Because he never lost sight of where he was headed. Why? He had a why. That exhilarating finish in with God, he could put up with anything along the way. The cross, the shame, whatever. And now he's there in the place of honor right alongside God. Now hear this, last part, and I'm going to close. 
Some of y'all need to hear this because this is what's happening today. When you find yourself flagging in your faith, go over that story again. Item by item, that long litany of hostility he plowed through, that will shoot adrenaline into your souls. Looking at what Jesus did, his why will give us the strength we need to keep running our race. It will give us that, that, that shoot of adrenaline, that, that extra booster shot we need, that, that vitamin B shot, that electrolyte shot to, to push us into the place that we could keep running. We got the strength to keep going. Why? Because we know our why. You with me today? Come on, let's lift our hands for a second here. Father, I pray right now over your people. I'm just going to make this declaration over everyone in here. I speak life over every person in this room. I speak blessings over every person in this room. I say, Father, that you're imparting the spirit of endurance in every spirit today, in every heart today, in every mind today. And I thank you right now that people by the choice of their own heart today, are recommitting to your plan, are recommitting to run their race, are recommitting to be a part of their church community, are recommitting to follow your plan and your will for their life. And Father, I thank you right now that you're giving us a new strength a new confidence, a new boldness. I thank you, Father. I command the spirit of quit to get off your people. I command the spirit of giving up to get off your people. I command discouragement and depression that has been upon people's minds to be broken off in the name of Jesus. And for life and for hope and for faith to be renewed this morning in the name of Jesus. I believe that. And I get in agreement with the church family we have here. And we thank you that we will finish everything you have for us. Both personally and as a family and as a church. We will finish what you have for us. We will run our race with joy and finish the call of God on our life. Come on, does anybody agree with that? Come on, let me hear you this morning. Does anybody agree with that? Come on, you, just for a second, just talk to God yourself. Say, God, I agree with that. That's me this morning. That's me this morning. I recommit today. I recommit today. I get back in the race. I get back in the game. I get back doing what I'm called to do, Father. And I'm sorry for getting off track. I'm back in the game. I'm not quitting. I'm not giving up anymore. I thank you for endurance to be imparted this morning. Endurance to be imparted this morning. Endurance in our hearts and in our minds today. That we would have strength to run our race and finish it. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, for impartations taking place in people's hearts today. Giving them a new sense of purpose and hope and vision for their life today. We have need of endurance. And we thank you that is being imparted today by your spirit, Father. To fulfill the promises of God on all of our lives today. All of us have a plan, and all of us are special to God, and we will finish it. We're not going to jump out at mile 20 or mile 30 or mile 57. We are going to run our race. We're all going to live long in here. We're going to live strong, and we're going to finish our course and race with joy in the name of Jesus. The greatest days of God's plan for your life are right in front of us. They're right in front of you. They're right in front of your family. They're right in front of this church. They're right here. 
So let's not give up on this lap. No, they're right here. If we don't give up and don't lose heart, we will reap all that God has for us. Let's not grow weary in well-doing, for in due season we shall reap. Thank you, Father. Come on, has anybody received that today? Anybody received that today? Father, we thank you for it today. Come on, we thank you for it today. God, we thank you for giving us, giving us a Holy Ghost adrenaline shot, giving us the Holy Ghost boost that we needed this morning to get our mind in the right place and get our heart in the right place and give us some fuel to run our race with joy. We thank you for fueling our faith today and strengthening us. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. We love you. We love you. We love you. We thank you for the, the, the wonderful foundation that's been laid in this church. But we thank you that the best is yet to come, that the future is bright, that we built a great foundation so we can build a big structure upon it. We thank you that the, the call of God in this church is so large. It's, it's so great, the plan, and we're all involved in it. We thank you for letting us be a part of what you're doing in this earth today and in this region. We thank you for it. We thank you that the greatest days are yet to come for us, and they're right around the corner, and we thank you for it. We're going to stay with it. We're going to keep moving. We're going to keep our faith because there is a great reward. Thank you, Jesus. Come on, does anybody believe that today? Is anybody glad you came today? Does anybody feel a little bit better than when you first came in today? You receive that. There's an impartation of faith that happened. An impartation of endurance if you receive it this morning. It's for all of us in here. Your best days are ahead of you. Just keep moving. Keep running. Keep going. It's great things ahead of us. Thank you, Father. We love you today. We love you today. We love you today. We love you today. Thank you, Jesus. Father, we just thank you for a great day in your house. We thank you for all that's been accomplished today and all that's happened in your house this morning. We thank you for all you're doing in this place and in our lives. We're thankful for it. We're going to keep running with the vision that you have in our heart, and we thank you for it. Bless your people as they go. Let them have a great week coming up, and the angels of God protect them and keep them safe in all their ways. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you so much for listening today. For more information about what's happening at Church on the Rock, visit cotrin.org.